0: Welcome to the Design Thinkers Academy London podcast, where we focus on design thinking and its role in some of the biggest issues facing society today. My name is Ben Crisp, and today I'll be talking to and getting to know one of our newest design thinking facilitators at the Design Thinkers Academy London, Aliyu Favana. Aliyu is a senior consultant, facilitator and leadership coach, and has worked within the private and not-for-profit sector for 12 years, and is well known for challenging mindsets and behaviours to get leaders and teams to a place where transformative change can happen. Welcome, Aliyu.
1: Really good to be here. And looking forward to the conversation, Ben.
0: Yeah, well, it's nice to have it. To get us started, as mentioned, you've recently joined as a facilitator at the Design Fingers Academy London. Can you just tell us a bit more about how that came about? How did you first come across the Design Thinkers Academy?
1: Yeah, sure. Now, I came across it from my current employer, actually. So I've been applying Design Thinking where I currently work, which is a large consultancy firm, one of the big four. And we had hired Design Thinkers Academy to really upskill some of our people more around design thinking because we're seeing it as one of the key skills and ways of thinking that people need to develop as consultants to be able to solve problems for our clients and think about the best solutions for our clients moving forward. So Design Thinkers Academy came to my employer to deliver some training and upskill us on more tools and more things that we can be doing. And that's where I first got introduced um, to the team. And quite frankly, I was blown away. The energy, the way they organized everything, I absolutely loved it. I was enthralled with new ideas and just got along with the team as well. So I continued to um, practice the techniques which they had taught us and obviously the things which I knew before they came into the room. And I also went on a a further training as as a facilitator this time where they upskilled us around how we become design figures facilitators. Um, and through uh, you know, a number of uh, months uh, we stayed in contact and they said hey Ali you we've got a slot and we'll want to invite you to potentially come and play with us if your employer would will allow you to come out with us we, we really loved the way you engaged with us and we thought we, you, you know you could add a lot of value to what we're doing and I thought fantastic I actually already thought the relationship was great what you guys delivered to us was great and I'd love to be part of the crew so that's how it kind of came together Ben.
0: Great, right. And since then, you've got involved recently on some of our courses.
1: Yeah, been involved. And, you know, it's the virtual world as well. So having to see your courses in real life and how they've been taking the virtual form. Again, I'm just impressed by the way the Design Figures Academy have done things and also um, from the feedback I've seen. From the participants of the course which i helped to deliver you know we we've we done a great job and it was just a lot of fun but a lot of productive work and us new fresh insights and the key thing about that was the sense of people felt like they could apply what they had learned from the sessions and from the training to their day-to-day work and i think that's that's where the key lies really because you, you can gather knowledge but the ability to apply it that's where the real value lies great
0: and going back to your work in the consultancy why do you think consultancy are really focusing on design thinking right now? Is this a growing trend amongst consultancy in general?
1: It is a growing trend. A key question is, what's the problem? What's the actual problem the client's facing? Why is that a problem? But also, when you think about different problems, you need to consider there's always a human lens. Um, there's always a human angle. And when you look at the principles of design thinking, you know, the ability to bring in diverse perspectives, to look at things from multiple different ways, co-create and bring in the end user to make sure that they're part of that, part of that journey with you to ensure whatever you do create has a better chance of being the right solution, which is adopted to move forward. In within the world I, I sit in, we do a lot of large scale transformations, thinking about organizations and how they need to be fit for the future so their currently their operating model their technology stack of the different things which their employees use to interact with each other interact with their customers might be many 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 years old and right now we have new forms of working so in trying to help organizations to transform and solve problems for them at pace with care and with precision but also considering we live in a very much a VUCA world volatility uncertainty ambiguity where you know tomorrow is not promised and actually as you think about a waterfall traditional approach to how we might help an organization to solve a problem and then implement the solution um, in terms of this is where you start and this is the plan of where you finish you can't have that same mindset anymore because the world changes at such a, such a pace so bringing in a design thinking methodology with a design thinking mindset it was exactly the way of which consultancies uh, like the one I work for have come to understand that this is what we need now as 21st century consultants to do the best for our clients um, in the current market to help solve their most pressing problems in a way of which will add value to them as an organisation, to the end users, to their customers that they serve and you know improve things for the general.
0: And have your clients recognised that since you have started incorporating design thinking?
1: Yes, and I think because I predominantly focus on government clients, um, so from central to, to kind of national, and you're even seeing it now in the tenders, they're calling out design thinking in the tenders to say, y- you should be using this kind of approach. You need to show evidence of how you've used it and the, the outcomes which you've, you've achieved.
0: And for you yourself, have you always been interested in design and design thinking? Where did that passion start to grow?
1: It's not something which I've always been passionate about and it's not even something which I was aware of. It's something which I've kind of fell into, but it aligns a lot with my core principles by what I stand by. So I'm somebody who I'm, I'm extremely people-centered. When I meet people, I'm always seeking first to understand before I'm understood. Even if I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody who's much more senior and I know they want to be to impress them, I need to have my point of view and I need to say, this is what I think we need to do. But actually, I've mean, got really good at saying certain things, and then just ask some really insightful questions, which really unravel where they see value or their points. And then I'll be able to, like the same way a surgeon will diagnose where's the problem and where do I need to make the first cut, the first incision, to perfectly make sure that you know I'm not I'm wasting effort, I'm not wasting time, I'm putting this person's life at risk. And that's the value which I uphold in terms of really listening and pinpointing my point of view to be spot on. And for me, that's what design thinking as an approach allows you to do, to really focus on the needs of, of the wants of the people. and um, So make sure that you're pinpointing on the exact best problem to solve and in the exact best um, solutions to test and at quick at pace so you don't waste time and effort in order to get to the right outcome. So it's not something which I knew about, but it's something which I was practising but without any structure or methodology around me. So once I was introduced to it, I felt like a fish in water. It was just like, I've been doing this, but I didn't think about it this way. And now I actually have more tools and I have methodologies and I have case studies of other people who have done it from elsewhere. It it just felt like I was in the right space and time.
0: And going back a bit further than that then, I know a little bit about you. You talk quite openly about your life on your LinkedIn profile and you share a lot of videos and have had some interesting and crazy experiences. You could tell us a bit about your life up to now and how that's impacted you to where you are today.
1: Definitely. So I've got a few mantras. I'll tell you three of them. The first one is hashtag yet. And that came from one of my friends, Saeed. And that's all around always having a mindset which says... I don't think I can do it yet I'm not ready yet so that's my first mantra my second mantra is an African proverb which says if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and I summarize it in saying further together so I say that a lot and that's what I always try to focus on is how do we collaborate and how do we go further together through diverse groups and the last mantra which goes back to the stories which I'll I'll tell you in a second is audacity with purpose it's not being out there doing things which are can be seen as quite big or risky or somebody said you can't do it but you push to do it because of arrogance because of overconfidence it's because you have a purpose of which you understand the why behind what you're going to do and you have a vision of where you're trying to go to so because of that it pushes you to push through the boundaries to push through resilience to push through the hurdles and be resilient in order to achieve the outcome or in order to shoot for the stars than then land on the moon. So that mindset really started off from when I was younger. And it started off with a, with a negative experience, which I flipped into a positive one where in secondary school I wasn't doing that well in maths whatsoever and and actually in a few different subjects and I had gone out to a few colleges of which you know I really wanted to get into these colleges and my teacher said yeah I don't think you'll be able to get this grade in maths and I said no I actually I need the grade because I need to get into these colleges he's like yeah no I've like he was trying to manage my expectations and at that stage because I was clear on what I wanted and why I wanted it I wasn't there to be managed I was there requesting for him to help me To hit what I needed to get to um, He didn't see it that way Um, And I took that as If you don't see it that way I do And I'm going to make sure I get that And that was the first time Which I, I really felt a sense of purpose A sense of this is what I want So I went out of all means Speaking to my parents um, Getting them to get me a tutor And them supporting me as well After school classes etc cetera, etc cetera and i got that grade in the end and then that then spin a kind of a foundation a bit of a mindset around when i want something regardless of what the world or others or even what we see as possible to be for me not to take that as the gospel for me to just dig deep and say why do i actually want it what's the purpose is the purpose clear is it bigger than me is it is it bigger for a big vision who am i doing it for what makes that meaningful and if I can really dig deep and connect to that, then trust me, I'm just going to move forward a bit. So that, that goes again to other stories of when I wanted to go across to six different countries across Africa for six months. Um, and I pulled together a team of 10 people. And within that six months, we, we shot three different documentaries. We'd done three different workshops across three different countries. We tested business concepts in different countries. We interviewed investors policymakers. Um, you know, we went to events which had the likes of Richard Branson, Winnie Mandela, Mohamed Yonis. We went to events which have different African presidents and I was in the same room with them. Through that same sense of audacity with purpose because we did not have money to be in these events. We had to hustle our way in, speak to people, convince people, think of different mechanisms of how we can add value in order to be in those rooms. And we didn't have funding to put any of those events together we'll land in a country we only have a month we haven't got a venue we we haven't got food we don't know who the attendees are we don't know who the speakers are but within a month in a country which i don't know anyone we're able to pull together resources convince people to come on board people who uh do documentaries and uh you know film directors for a living i'm having conversations with them they're trying to charge me three thousand pounds to come and cover our event and shoot the documentary for three days by the time of the conversation, they were saying they would do it for free, and they did it for free, and they edited it and sent it back to us for free. And and again, me being from the UK, I had a perception of what it would be like when I go to these different countries in Africa. And that, you know, I was completely blown away because when when I understood their why, what was important to them, and I told them the story of what we were doing and why we were doing it it was like we're all just kindred spirits and we just wanted to all help each other to get there. So through those conversations, I realised the things I was I was trying to do, because it was bigger than me and it was bigger than them, it wasn't them doing it for free. It was me helping them achieve their why as well. Um, so for me, those are some of the things which, which I live by and some of the things which have really shaped what I do and, and kind of why I do it. And it shapes me up to today and it, it connects to why I've further developed and I've doubled down on my investment around understanding and applying design thinking now because I feel that it brings a diverse perspective together <clears throat> in terms of further together it makes you think about the why and the bigger reasons because you're looking at the problems you're you're digging into people's needs a lot more than you normally I mean you're really considering things from multiple different lenses which is just a lot more deeper and meaningful and also you have a sense of curiosity and a sense of the possibilities through prototyping through dissonant work yet
0: yeah and that sense of empathy as well really comes across putting yourself in the the eyes and the shoes of others and then working from that perspective
1: exactly ben
0: if there's anyone else listening to this who is inspired by your journey or wants to go into a similar career wants to look at things like design thinking or get into the world of consultancy is there any advice that you'd have to them to start that journey
1: to start the journey, I would say the design thinking for me, there's a few pillars. Um, one for me is around curiosity. So I'll say be curious, seek to understand, ask questions, always ask why and ask why not. Connect it to, to your purpose because the more you, you're energized around what you do and why you do it, the the more I feel that you'd be a fish in water Driving towards um, a bigger outcome which which is beyond you i would also say find mentors find peers find friends find a community find a tribe design thinking is a process and it's a methodology um, but think the way the world is changing there's always different ways to apply it there's always different stumbling blocks and there might be times where um, you feel like things are getting too much Or things are not progressing in the right way When you have your tribe When you've got your mentors When you've got your peers Trust me it makes that even the hardest days Where you can smile You can get banter And you can crack one two joke And at the same time you get great work done You get good constructive criticism You have people who would be like They just take it to another level You, you need that around you uh, Like I said further together And that for me that's one of the pillars you'll need when you're considering your design thinking journey and the last one i would say is just remember it's a journey the the destination is the future and the, thinking about the destination and all that it will bring in terms of career progression and um, solving a particular problem that's great and that should definitely be a motivator but the journey itself can be a motivator so enjoy the journey look for moments in the journey which are just fabulous and glorious and just be happy that you're part you're on this journey and remember it's always a continuous learning and you'll continue to learn you continue to grow because design thinking in my mind as you continue to speak to more human beings the more you learn and the more you even learn about yourself you never stop learning about yourself so those are probably the three key pillars i would say for me if you're starting off curiosity finding your tribe your community and remembering it's a journey
0: very nice and in in respect to your journey where do you think or where do you want that to go next what are your future goals in the world of consultancy design thinking i
1: want to help multiple clients solve their biggest problems through utilizing their greatest assets the people around them and through considering their greatest assets to really transform what our society could look like moving forward through business
0: Aliou for sharing his time for that podcast. If you're interested in joining one of the Design Thinkers Academy London courses, you can find out more at www.designthinkersacademy.co.uk. There you will find information on all of our various design thinking courses, our bespoke courses, and any design consultancy work we do for our parent company, DKNA. On top of that, you can find more design thinking blogs and all of our other podcasts. Thanks for listening today and stay tuned for another design thinking podcast coming soon.